You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode 51, Terror Stalks San Kaluma. Hello and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed. And a thousand miles over there to my left is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. Hello. Yes, uh, Doug, philosophy is always entertaining. And for those of you that aren't on a, with us live, but listening to this post, this is one of our live people we just responded to. So That's right. we're, we are. we're not just talking in the air, although we are talking in the air, but yeah, it's. We are a philosophy podcast disguised as a Superman podcast. Cleverly and successfully, uh, I, I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you could even put me in the same bucket as the word clever. I don't. I'm not even in the same room. I, I think we're pretty cleverly disguised as a Superman podcast. Well, yeah, considering it's called Superman Super Show. Well, it's, I mean, you know. Okay, so this past week, right? Or maybe a little longer, maybe a couple weeks ago, within the past couple weeks, uh, I went looking for some podcasts that were comic book centric, but not the typical comic book kind of stuff I, I've been listening to. Uh, yeah. And it's, it, that's kind of difficult to define as far as, well, I was looking for something that wasn't. I just, I know what I normally listen to, and I wanted it to be comic book centric, but other. Yeah. And um, I saw a show that had just started up, and it is the sister show to another show that I picked up as well, two, two of them together, um, on the same feeds, but you can... Uh, same feed, singular, but you can get them on separate feeds, plural, if you want to. That way you can pick one or the other. Uh, they both are discussing creators that were made famous by working on Donald and or Scrooge McDuck and hmm, Donald okay. Duck. But, yeah. uh, the one is the new one, uh, just released its second episode this week, called Rosa Remarks. And it talks about the career in chronological order of the Disney strips that Don Rosa drew okay. and or wrote eventually. And the main podcast, um, The Rosa Remarks, is an offshoot of Barks Remarks, which is the same only for the creator, Carl Barks. Okay. Uh, now, my most of my comic book reading career, I have heard of. Uh, both, at least definitely one, and then both of these men as uh, notable creators. But I, I have never read Disney books. Yeah. Um. So I thought, well, if they're going now, the the quasi unfortunate things is the bark remarks. Bark's remarks is about eh, sixty plus episodes in. So. I'm starting rather late on that one, but um, I, I'm a fan of the the chronological discussion of a creator's output. Uh, that just yeah. seems to really fit in the pocket of what I like to listen to. So I started listening to both of them. Uh, as I said, Rosa Remarks has only got two episodes out, and I've listened to two episodes of Bark's Remarks as well. I listened to both of them back to back. When a new Rosa comes out is what I'm going to do. I think they come out about once a week, it looks to be like. Um, 
And I must say, I have been surprisingly entertained with the Donald and or Uncle Scrooge stories that these gentlemen have been yeah. involved in. Um, could be their, you know, could be due to their creative efforts. Uh, the the characters, could, I, I don't know why exactly, because I'm really surprised by the fact that they are entertaining me to read as much as they are. I'm, I'm really surprised. So um, that is my, I guess, a, a recommendation if you're interested in some uh, highly thought of creators who also do, you know, pretty inconspicuous creation in that they're Disney products. Uh, I mean, I suppose if you want to try really hard, Carl Barks may have some things because of when he was creating that someone would take uh, umbrage to. Um, yeah. But by and large, you know, and that would be in characterizations of certain people, uh, maybe the treatment. Uh, you know, Uncle Scrooge, well, yeah, Uncle Scrooge and Donald both, they get kind of aggressive in their treatment of people after negative things occur. Uh, you know, yeah. um, kind of like the, um, well, Stephen, kind of like the Saturday morning cartoons you and I grew up with, Bugs Bunny and stuff like that. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, it, it has aspects, but overall... It's about as innocuous as you can get, short of a um, a Richie Rich or a, a spooky ghost or you know some of those books. Yeah, uh, Archie Andrews, I guess, is pretty uh, innocuous as well. But uh, it's been it's been fun reading so far. Cool, cool. I, I'm fairly certain I know the name Carl Barks. I don't. I've never heard the other name before. So Don Rosa. Yeah. Um. Carl Bar well actually the the way that it uh is often presented is that Don Rosa kind of took over for Carl Barks. Oh, okay. Uh, he came along about the time that Carl Barks was getting rather up there in age. Even now I think Mr. Barks is gone. Um but I do know that I have seen uh Don Rosa at Heroes Con in mm -hmm. past recent years. So he's uh, he is up there in age as well, but he is at least able to, you know, still travel and, and get to things like that. Yeah. Cool. I, uh, I have been binging the crap out of two podcasts, um, which are like yours. They're tied together, uh, but they, they have their, they don't have one feed. They're two separate feeds. Um, and they have nothing to do with comic books. Uh, Legends of the Old West and infamous america okay and they're both history podcasts it's got a, a one guy one host chris wimmer and but it's one of those podcasts that obviously he 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 makes money off of it because he's got writers and producers and stuff like that so mm -hmm. um it's it's completely scripted uh yet very um at least it, it they hold my attention and over the last couple of weeks, I've got, I've listened to stuff about, um, freaking Bonnie and Clyde. Um, they did this, he did this like crossover episodes where on legends of the old West, he was doing, um, famous lawmen. And so he did Frank Hamer, who's the guy who took out Bonnie and Clyde. So then over on infamous America, he did Bonnie and Clyde and he does a, he does like a season is one topic. 
and they can be anywhere from four to 10 episodes per season. Okay. Typically they're about four, four episodes, but, and then I went from Bonnie and Clyde and then there was, um, today I listened to the, uh, Texas, Texas chainsaw massacre, but it was, it's like they, he, he talked about the making of the movie, but also the, 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 the guy, Ed Gein from the fifties who inspired Leatherface, basically the idea behind Leatherface. Just just a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, uh, the Bermuda Triangle episodes about that. That was kind of fun. Legends of the Old West, of course. It's le- it's Old West stuff, right? Right, right. But Infamous America can just go all over the place as long as it's you know a, a history lesson about something that happened in America. But it's it. I just I have not listened to anything else in the last two weeks really than, than those two shows because okay. I'm way behind on both. I mean, I think I'm on season 10, maybe, of Legends of the Old West. And um, hold on, I think somebody is at my front door. Uh Uh-oh. Go chase them off. That was weird. Probably some school fundraising or something like that. No, they uh, the neighborhood kids who found a, a, an Amazon envelope with like some wrapping paper inside of it, and the label was all worn off. And they said, "Is is this yours? We found it over there in the ditch." And I'm like, "No, nah, it's not mine. I don't know whose that is." Wow. We had some pretty bad storms recently that okay probably blew off somebody's porch. You know. And we have uh, Terry Moore here in the uh, hey green room. Well, we got us. four people. All watching right. according to the thing up there. Well, so. we have two people that haven't chimed in. You two that have yeah. not chimed in, chime so we know who you are. Chime in. So, um, you were talking about your podcast that you've been listening to. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm on around season ten on like Legends of the Old West, and there might be twenty five seasons currently. I'm in 2021 on both of them. That's oh. where I'm at right now. And okay. And I know I'm going to reach a point probably here within the next week that it's like, all right, I'm tired of listening to this. And, right. and probably, probably we'll go six months without listening to either one again. But it's, I've just, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Just some really interesting hi- history type stuff. That, cool. that I, and it makes me, you know, it's like, I, w- I don't, if, if you know of any, let me know. But I would love to hear like uh, pod, comic book podcasts about just the history of comics in the same kind of hmm. same kind of vein, you know. So okay. you know they they write it and they script it. It's just one person uh, who is who is narrating, but you know they have has to be still has to be entertaining, which is not an easy thing to do when you're just one voice. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably the closest to something like that that I can recently say that I've listened to was one that talked about the history of uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Hmm. It was about six or eight episodes long and, you know, threw out a lot of names of people that were involved and names of like, you know, the first or second iteration of the convention and things like that yeah. stuff. It, it was, it was pretty See, interesting. See, that'd be, yeah, that sounds really interesting. If you can remember what it, what it, what it's called, send it to me or something. Okay. I'll, I'll look it up in my feed and. Get the like get the name. I like to listen to it. Okay, not a problem. All right, that's my banter for this oh. episode. All right, so 
Today, folks, uh, now that we have bantered, uh, we're going to look at Terror Stocks San Kaluma, which turns out is the third story that was in Superman issue number six, cover dated September, October 1940, with an on sale date of July 10th, 1940. That information is courtesy, as well as the writer and artist, which I'm going to throw out here in a sec, of Mike's Amazing World of Comics. And the aforementioned writer was Jerry Siegel, with the aforementioned artist listed as Paul Cassidy. But let me look at something. I show that on uh, comics.org, or the Grand Comics Database, that Paul Loretta also is responsible for some of the inking Okay, uh, on that, but it doesn't indicate. It's got Paul Cassidy and he listed semicolon, uh, but no indication of, you know, pages X through Z or, or yeah. so I, I'm not sure. And there's no footnote or anything as to, you know, why someone would be thinking that Loretta was responsible for some of the inks as well. I, it's hard to say, but it's, Indicated enough, however, that they listed it on the Grand Comics database, and that that's a pretty yeah. reliable source of information. So, yeah, uh, those those of you out there interested in such things, I guess take that as you will. All right, let's do a synopsis. The and this is courtesy of the DC Fandom Wiki. Is that where the uh, no? This comes from. from um, is this from Mike? Mike's Amazing World of oh. Comics as well. Okay. The South American nation of San Caluma is devastated by an earthquake and a tornado. Well, that that sucks because that that's sucks back, <laughs> back to back. That's yeah, that's pretty nasty. Um, a relief commission is meeting to supply aid to the needy country. A plane carrying the commission members is sabotaged by the mechanic. Superman stops the plane from crashing, saving the passengers. Later. A boat carrying relief supplies has its engine damaged. Superman tries to question the original saboteur, good word by the way, but the man is assassinated. Also, while transitioning between Clark and Superman, a thief witnesses that action. He tries to blackmail Superman, but becomes scared and accidentally kills himself. A lot of stuff happening this, uh, this 13 pages here. But we're not done. Because Superman pushes the previously mentioned ship of relief supplies all the way to San Kaluma. On the way, a plane tries to bomb the ship. Superman stops it and eventually uncovers the reason for the sabotage. A man named Mumson wants to be made di dictator. Well, I was about to say director of the country. <laughs> uh, made dictator of the country or he will not allow relief to come to it. Superman exposes his plot, but in trying to kill the man of tomorrow, Mumpson dies in an explosion. With the terrorist gone, relief comes to San Kaluma. Goodness. Very, mm. very spy, uh, raconteur-y kind of uh, yeah. writing here. We, uh, Even though this is, uh, what was it, 40, 40, so early in World War II uh, for us, Right? For, no, maybe we weren't in it until what, 40? Yeah, we weren't in it. 41 or 42? 41. Um, I think Pearl Harbor was in 41. 41. Right? Okay. And, but, but still, yeah, I'm, I've always, not always, but 
whenever I stop to think about it, I'm kind of surprised that that uh, Nazi spyish kind of thing isn't happening more in the Superman books. Yeah. So yep. uh, this is close. You know, it's kind of spy-ish, uh, kind of a tangential. It's an espionage, I guess, rather than a direct spy here in the U.S. or anything. But had a yeah. definitely a uh, a topic, a, a story topic that we haven't seen too much of in Superman so far. No, and uh, the little bit in the middle where Clark comes home. <laughs> Changes into Superman, and there's a thief in his closet who he walked in on, and the guy hid from him, and then decided to come out and stick him up. Is I feel like that's the first time in these Superman issues where a kind of a secondary plot that mm -hmm. had nothing to do with the main plot was introduced in the story. And I tell you what, it threw me off because. With everything going on, like you said, in those 13 pages, just with the relief ship and the the guy trying to crash the plane and all that. And then you introduce this element in mm -hmm. as well. I I literally had to read this twice before I even understood what was going on. Okay, I, 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 Not that I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it. But I remember the first time I, I finished it, uh, I went on to read the other two that we're going to talk about tonight. But I remember going... I, I have no idea what that story was about. It was just like, hey, Billy D. Billy D. What up, dog? Billy D's in the house. But yeah, I had, I just, I, I sat there going, what was the point of that? I don't understand what even happened. And Where then that I from? went back to read it again today and I was like, oh, because I didn't, I don't even remember the first time through that there was a bad guy. I remember thinking, why are they trying to stop the relief efforts going on? Who who's the boss behind this? And, yeah. and then finally, when I read it the second time, I oh, they did tell me who the boss was, but they, apparently that didn't stick That's the first time because he literally comes in at the very tail end. It's like, yeah. oh, by the way, Mumpson. Yeah, this <laughs> whoever is he is. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, I don't don't so, know. Why or what he has to do with anything, just that he has the leverage yeah. to do this. Right. It's it's like, okay, so is he from San Columa or was he <laughs> reading the newspaper one day and said, oh, look what happened to San Columa. Hmm, I think I want to be their really? dictator. I've got you know? a good scam. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, they do tell us who the big bad is. They tell us why he's doing this as far as what he's going to get out of it. But is how he comes into the picture, we have we have right. no they, clue. They don't tell us who he is. No. They did, yeah. So it's, but yeah, this was uh, and and we remarked recently on on one of the previous episodes about how this frantic kind of things happening uh, hadn't been used for a little while in the stories. The stories were a little bit more streamlined no. and focused and. Now here, all of a sudden, we've got well, yeah. the bomb and the mechanic and the dude and oh the ship, goodness. and he pushes it and, oh, in the closet, and oh, he knows. It's like, <laughs> well, in every it's it's funny because every time a bad guy does something in this story, before Clark can learn or Superman can learn who they're working for, oh, they die. Yeah, and they, yeah, 
You got you got the guy who is so first. It's the airplane, the airplane with the with that's bringing the the two guys from the commission to the flying field is what they called it. So they could, I I guess, give a speech before the ship (laughs) takes the relief stuff over. Yeah, it's like. I don't understand that at all, but so we have the co-pilot on that airplane that's just like, I'm going to stop the plane, and with he, an awesome he is, panel of him being us being the the other pilot defending himself is one of the best panels yeah. I've seen in a while. He hit him in the head with the freaking wrench with or something. Wrench. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Uh, and then and then we get okay so the plane's going down right clark's there at the airfield he sees it he changes a superman he leaps into the air uh, and yeah. pushes it up enough because it not only is it about to crash it's going to fly into a steeple Which, and so he pushes it up while he's I, in the air enough so it, it goes over the steeple but oh no it's in the path of another airplane and i can buy all right here's the thing i can buy him Jumping up to the top of the steeple and then jumping up and pushing the one airplane away. But he okay. jumps over to the second airplane, grabs onto the tail. And then again, for, for those listening at home, Superman can't fly at this point. If he could nope. fly, I would buy this. But he nope. grabs onto the tail and somehow manages to just push it, push it with no resistance behind him at all. But. So he saves the planes. We find out, okay, it's the co-pilot. He's the one that did it. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you why. And they take him to jail. And so he's going to go question the guy. But that's when he goes home and he changes into Superman. And there's a thief in the closet behind him who just comes out with his gun. Actually, before we even see him, we see that word balloon. He just goes, stick him up. Yeah. (laughs) Which was so weird. And then he comes out with this gun. And then there's like this five or six panel conversation between him and the thief before either of them do anything. I feel like he like they wrote this story just about the 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 San Calume and the relief effort. Right. And then he sat down and went, hold on, that's only like six pages. I need another six pages. Yeah, I I can feel 13. That didn't do it. Yeah. Um, So he just. okay. Here's what we'll do. I'm going to have a guy discover that Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah. Mm, but how am I going to get out of that? Oh, he'll he'll accidentally fall down a flight of stairs and break his neck. <laughs> Just uh, it it really kind of to me cements home that I think a lot of these stories were just yeah just you know they didn't have a lot of time just they just right. bang them out next bang out the next one and. You know, because I think you had mentioned before, this isn't the only book that Siegel's writing at this point. He's doing action. Right. Or he's doing the Superman comics in action. He's doing the Superman Superman. comics in the Superman books, which are four times a year. But he's also doing what? He's got other stories that show up in action and other stories in action. And he might have a strip or two in detective. Yeah. Um, He's got that. is, Is he the Slam Bradley guy? I don't I don't remember to be honest. Yeah. We'd have to look it up. But yeah, he's so he's you know, one strip is not making how much money he needs to make. So yeah. he is doing multiple strips to to make yep. his money. And yeah, this this definitely feels like a there he is not 
planning and not that you necessarily have to either i mean no. um he th- there is no six strips from now this is where i want to be it's a yeah. oh here's this strip okay oh here's this strip and and so they're very between from from one to the next they're very disconnected there there's no other than the main character there there's no you know yep. uh every now and then uh we did it when did it happen the first time was it with the ultra humanite way back or was it with luther that there was kind of like one yeah one carryover yep. ultra humanite yep okay yeah just once and it was the the first story was kind of loose about the ultra humanite he was more in mm. the second so it but yeah it, it's very much like a i've got 13 pages okay i'm done here you go and he moves on to whatever his next job is yeah because there was like the you think about the 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 last issue that that the ultra humanite showed up in. So for at least those two to three issues, that he had a, that dude had an arc. Mm-hmm. You know, he was old bald guy in a wheelchair, and then he is suddenly then in the body. He kidnaps a, a, a famous actress and plants plants his brain in her. Right, and yeah, it, he had he had a he had an arc, and yeah, and then. I, I I have to wonder if this little side story, this this uh, that again, I feel like he just he stuck in here because he needed to pad out the story. He didn't have enough story. <laughs> Was this something maybe he had in a drawer? He had started this. I'm going to do a story where they somebody finds out Clark is Superman, and so he started something and he didn't know how to finish it, so he stuck it in a drawer. And then he's like, oh God, I need six more pages for this one, and he pulled that one out and he said. Oh, uh, but this doesn't go anywhere. I know the guy will fall down a flight of stairs and kill himself. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's just, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought. My bad. Well, it, that that whole part just because it all, there's all like I said, there's almost this theme throughout this entire story of people dying. All yeah, the bad guys in this story yeah. die. Every single one of them die. Even yep. when he goes to to. To interrogate the guy in jail, and then one of the guards is a no, bad guy, no and he doubt. pops out There's... and he goes, "Traitor!" Shoots the guy in the back, shoots Superman. The bullet ricochets off of Superman, and then hits him and kills him too. I don't know who this Mumpson dude is, but he's got people oh. working for him everywhere. Right? I I was at one point thinking, well, this has got to be Luther. This feels like a Luther story, <laughs> but no, Mumpson. Who's this guy? <laughs> I don't know. Um, looking at Grand Comic Database for July of 1940, Siegel is credited with a strip in Action Comics, Adventure Comics, All-American Comics, All-Star Comics, Detective Comics, More Fun Comics, and the Superman book, which has four strips in it. Wow. So that's six. That's ten strips. Now, they were all produced at the same time but that doesn't necessarily mean that he was under the time constraints to get them all in the same time they could have been could have come in yeah. whenever i mean that would be a little more difficult to track but yeah so that's that's 10 strips roughly in the month of july 1940 that had jerry siegel's name on them that's wow. not bad and and you you think yeah. that the the anthology strips which i don't think Looking at this list, I don't think All Star Comics was an anthology 
book. I think it was one story throughout. Um, but the rest of these strips are probably 13 pages-ish, 12, 12 to 13 pages. Yeah, um, so that if you, if you average that, that's 130 pages in a month. Well, at, Superman is four strips in, in that Oh, that's comic. right. And then if he wrote the entire um, All-Star Comics, which I read that for the Lords of Order book, not that particular issue, but – and I, yeah, I, I don't remember. it. Those strips were long because they had a yeah. an open and close – and then they had room for each character to do his own thing. And there was six to eight characters per each one, six to eight pages long. So that was probably a 60 page book by itself on top of four Superman strips for the Superman on top hmm. of the strips in these other books. So he was, yeah, he was turning in upwards hard. to 200 pages of script. Yeah. So it makes sense that these would be just. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, D- Doug is watching on his phone, he says, yeah. because Billy D and Terry are watching yeah. on the TVs. And yeah, I was, oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to point that out. For those keeping score at home yeah. are yeah. live yeah. viewers. <laughs> Billy's watching on TV. Terry's watching it on the TV. And Doug is watching on his phone. Okay. I'm live streaming from my phone. Well, and, and I have two laptops uh, going. Ooh. One, one that is streaming the camera and one that all the other information is on. So it's yeah, I'm like so a we're, hacker where we're just no doubt. Yeah. Eat that Albanians or no, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> you, you had to be there guys. It's yeah. Okay. Communists. And yeah. Anyways, communists, man. Um, but yeah, the, it, every time something happened and, and before Superman could, fu- they died. Yeah. So, and that's why I felt until we got to that end, that it was Luther behind the whole thing, because everything we've read up to this point that has involved Luther, this is this is what he does. I mean, yeah. And yeah. I don't know why he didn't make this guy Luther. I, Munson, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It just oh, we do get a first in okay. this book, though. What was the first? Um when Superman, after he saves both of the planes and he's falling back to the earth like a leaden weight, I think it said, he looks down and the crowd gathers underneath him and he's, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to land on these people right, and kill yeah. them all. And so he, he grabs the sides of his cape, spreads it out like wings, and then just glides, glides. over the top of yep. him. Very bat. It's a very Batman thing that he's so doing right there. He can't fly. But he has graduated to gliding now. Yes. So yes. We're, we're getting there. We're, it, yeah. Baby steps. It's, you know, he'll, he'll glide for, you know, 30 or 40 stories and then he'll finally be able to. Yeah. yeah we'll have to be out on the lookout for that to see if that comes up again before he starts flying. Because gl- I can tell yeah. you that it, it doesn't happen in the next two stories. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me make a note here in my notes so that I can track it. Okay. Um, he also. When he he saves the first plane, he does fall to the ground at that point. Mm -hmm. But it's as he's about to land that he sees, oh, now there's a second plane and both planes are going to crash. He doesn't just hit the ground and jump back up. He does a somersault. Right. For some reason. He he jumps from the church to the ground and then jumps off the ground, somersaults to get to the second plane. I mean, he actually tucks his knees in and grabs his knees, turns himself into a little ball for a second. 
Yep. And I, I, I'm just, I think he's just showing off at that point. Well, uh, he's Superman. I mean, who's going to say anything? Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. Several panels as he's gliding, he is drawn in a way that he is flying. Oh, yeah. So it's several times in this story. So, I mean, people are, are the, the artists are getting to the point where they're like, oh, come on. He, he can fly. But no, he can't fly yet. Okay. Just the, the first time he jumps in this story. A tremendous upward leap, they say. It's the motion lines have him jumping in a, in a curve. In a, and that's, yeah. that's not how you jump. That's no. how you fly. That's not how you, you don't jump that way. Yeah, I, you, you can't claim a whole lot about physics in comic books. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. You, you, you would have to jump in straight lines. Straight lines up and straight line down, which typically he does. But, yeah, here lately, it's been more and more that, well, he, he's flying. Nope. Superman doesn't fly. <sighs> okay. Nope. All right. But he can glide. Yeah, he can now. That's. <laughs> the uh, the two officials uh, are very funny looking. I love their outfits. Uh, they're like something from the 18th century. Dr- dressed up like 18th century dudes. Yeah, if you've ever seen Groundhog Day, the the guys who are part of this, the Groundhog Day ceremony, they get the, the groundhog out of the thing. That's I believe that's how they're dressed. Big okay. top hats, the mm-hmm. big fluffy neck tie things and yeah, they're I. I don't understand the point of these guys. I, they're funny looking. Yeah, we're getting ready to send a relief ship to their country. I don't understand why they're coming here. Everything has already been set up. Obviously, they're, so, they're there to give us the speech. I guess I or maybe christen the boat with a champagne bottle or so. You know, one of those things. Yeah. I, I don't know. And then again, the thief guy in the apartment. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Especially since, you know, he, where's your dough? He tells Superman and Superman's response is, that's none of your affair. And then the guy tells him he's going to shoot him. And Superman's response is, well, you know, you're not going to shoot me. You don't want the neighbors to hear that. That's why I've got a silencer. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he's got a silencer on the end of his gun. That, let me see. Okay. So that's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Seven panels of conversation between the two of them before the guy finally takes a shot at Superman. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he's like, oh, he's like, ah, it didn't work, did it? And ooh, he starts straightening his ties like Rodney Dangerfield. He's, yeah, really. He's really uncomfortable at this point. And then that's when he realizes, holy crap, that's Superman. And he runs. Um, have we seen the text only panel before? Yes. Um, like where it says the thief fires again, yeah. again, and again. Yeah, uh, I feel like we have. I, I, I remember there was a story where they would he he would put those text panels in, and then he would put a little design under each yes. bit of text in those panels. Yes, which that's right. Looked weird. I, I I assume just to fill up the space, but the, they're definitely not doing that here. But there's a lot of them in this one. But it's nothing that we've seen a lot of, and and. Here, yeah, it's all through this story. Yeah, each page has at least one. Most of them have two or three. And I'll tell you what, I know that this story wasn't technically titled. Um, you know, they, they gave it a title afterward when they put the collection together, whatever. 
But for a story titled, um, what is it? The the Terror in San Kaluma. Terror stalks San Kaluma. Yeah. Except for the first two panels of the story, nothing takes place in San Kaluma. No. No. So I, I don't know what terror is. Star- un- unless a, a back-to-back earthquake tornado is terror, which, I mean, yeah, I'm, that I'm would- not trying to make light of it, but. I, you know, terror stalks San Kaluma. I would think that somebody is in San Kaluma doing something. Terror stalks. Right. Like, right. You know, like a serial killer or something. Something, you know, I don't know. A man eating tiger or something, depending on where San Kaluma is. And in all this mess, they, he still manages to get Lois in there and <laughs> to put her in danger so the Superman can save her. Yes. And, and she has to be rescued. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yep. So that's. On top of the plane falling and the other plane falling and the dude in the closet and the, the ship not running and then the ship being pushed and then the ship being bombed by the airplane. And then, yeah, it's so much. And the guys on the ship, they look down, they see Superman push. Oh, it's a demon. And they start shooting. Yeah, at they're him. taking shots at him. And then they feel really bad. Because yeah, no, they the, get to San Kaluma and they realize, oh, he was just trying to help us. And we were shooting at him. Which is funny that they put that in there that the sailors yeah, actually yeah. recognized. Yeah. And then we finally get introduced to Munson. He uh, has all his plans, apparently, written down on some paper that he throws into the furnace. But Superman is fast enough that he reaches into the, the fiery furnace and pulls the papers out before they get burned too much. So then... Uh, Munson blows himself up. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> Before he can give any information away, just like everybody yeah. else. Now, if 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 in Superman number seven we get a story that ties into this, and we find out that Luther was behind the whole thing, man, I would I would get up and just clap. Luther was Munson. <laughs> he pulls off his mask. Yes, in the in the next issue, in one of the stories, yep. I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for that darn Superman. Oh man, yeah, lots of Ugh. franticness. Just the the return oh, yeah. of the kinetic frantic style of, uh, and and this boom, is boom, kind boom, of boom, a, boom, boom, boom. a double thing. It's only yeah. thirteen pages, and it feels like when he got done originally. It wasn't enough. So he inserted that dude finding out who Superman was in the middle. And then with all of this frantic all around it, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And that threw me off. I just, it had nothing to do with the rest of the story. And so I was, what? Not at all. What are we, what's happening here? What do we, did I start a new story and not realize it? And then, yeah. Yeah. So. Again, I had to go back and read it a second time. It's it's pretty weird that a 13-page Golden Age story would confuse me so much it, that well, I have to I'm, go back and read it again. It had so much in it that uh, and so yeah. much that wasn't explained. It was just right. You got into it, it happened. You got into the next thing, it happened. You got you know there were there were not necessarily any collecting uh, uh, connecting lines or anything like that. Um, Billy D, I'm drinking water with a flavor in it. Sorry, it's not anything more exciting than that. I'm uh, an overweight old guy who's diabetic, so my days of is it interesting drinking are kind of over. It's 
you know. Is it magic water? Yes, yes. But it's not toilet water because that's something completely oh. different. Good. And it's funny because when you really kind of look through it, you know, we talk about how every bad guy, the first bad guy steps up and he does something bad. And then they're, Superman tries to find out who he's working for. And then somebody comes and kills him. Mm-hmm. And then it really only happens. That only happens twice. The, the guy in jail, the guard comes and shoots him and kills him. And then he gets shot and killed with a ricochet. But then it doesn't happen again until the two guys that set fire to the warehouse right that put as Lois they're leaving in mm-hmm. yeah the yeah the part where we had to get Lois yeah rescued as they're leaving a car drives by and guns them down but it, it so it, it only happens twice but it felt like it just happened every page somebody was dying and both times when they're killing the other person somebody's yelling out die traitor mhm now you do have the dude who found out who superman was but he dies accidentally so it it happens well it happens three times but so that's you know and but again three times in 13 pages that's going to feel like it's happening all the time i mean you know right well yeah three times and then of course munson blowing himself up so four times yeah so yeah (laughs) Every- but I, I, I wonder, did the guy really fall down the stairs or did Superman push him so fast? No. We didn't see. We, we, well, we did not see anything like that. So he, he did threaten to snap the guy's neck. Yes, he did. Uh, and Superman is getting much more aggressive with stuff like that. Many panels of hand around throat. Oh my God, right? Coming up in these stories now. Yeah, he's, uh, He's getting much more aggr- and and what what better to be aggressive about than somebody giving away your secret identity? I mean, yeah, you know, if something is going to push Superman, yeah, that yep. may be the thing that like you know left marks on that guy, or you know, so which is interesting because that concept comes up in another another one of the stories, right? That's how he found out the dude only has three fingers. Yeah. And and maybe the next I know, uh, yeah. one one of the next ones, but yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I had anything else that I wanted to point out. Nope. Me neither. Done. Alrighty then, folks. Um. Terry Moore, Doug S, Billy D, and all you other people sitting on cushions, not sitting on cushions. Um. Want to thank you for listening. Until next week, I'm Ed. That's Steven, and this has been the Superman Super Show. Hi. Ciao. You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at Supes Super Show. That's at S-U-P-S Super Show. And continue the conversation at the Super Show Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. All right.
You ready? Crunch this ice. Ow, All right, ow, I'm ready. Ow, 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 ow. That's me crunching ice too. <laughs> Best I could we do should eat. Right. We should eat potato chips. We should do anything that oh, would make somebody go crazy. Hell yeah! Get to the bottom of a cup with a straw. It, yeah, do do all oh. that.